Well, hello and welcome to episode 70 of the 1099 for the week of December 5th, 2016. I am your host, as always, Josiah Renauden, and with me today is insider, NeoGaf staple, newsbreaker, and all-around good guy with at least 800 kids, Shinobi602. Shinobi, how are you doing today? Great. How are you, Josiah? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. It feels like, so this podcast is every week, but I recorded a big batch before I went for Thanksgiving back home. So it feels like it's been a year since I last actually recorded one of these. You just right. missed out on episode 69 with Adam Boys. You were so close to that joke number, but, uh, we, <laughs> we've been planning on doing this for a while. And we were yes, talking, man. um, before we actually recorded kind of about, a lot of my conversations are with game creators, people who cover games, and you're more the person who, you know, you're, like, you're very invested in NeoGAF, in, in the community, in actually playing them, and a lot of you, you've, you've met with developers, and you're this insider in a certain way, where uh, <laughs> I feel like it was just last year you had like 5,000 Twitter followers, and just right, yeah. the other day you, you just hit 30,000. Which is yeah. <laughs> which is one of those things where like it's weird to brag about Twitter followers, but holy shit, you have thirty thousand Twitter followers. Right, I I can't even believe it. Sometimes, uh, just yesterday I was looking at it. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I happen for some reason. I'm I guess I'm an enigma to a lot of people because um, you know, I get a lot of messages like, you know, who are you? <laughs> that what do was you, where of, do you work? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my first things when I saw you starting to just kind of come into prominence. I'm like. Hey. You know, like I've known you, and again, we talked about this before, where you're, you're on NeoGAF, you, you tweet a lot about like kind of hints at news and stuff like that. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, how right. does he, it's the same thing with like, uh, Wario64 on Twitter, where it's just like yep. always stuff happening, and like, I have no idea how you're ever this caught up on everything. So to kick things right. off, like, what's really yeah. your background with games? Cause everyone can say like, oh, you know, I played video games when I was a kid, and now I work in games, and you're mm-hmm. just like finger on the pulse with games all the time. So what brought you to that point? Right. Um, well, I guess um, to start, obviously, is kind of like the generic backstory. Um, you know, get it out of the way. I have been playing games since I was a kid, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, since I, had, I first had my NES. Um, and I don't have so – a lot of people ask me, like, you know, what, what industry do you work in? Do you have – you know, are you close to the game industry? I'm like, no, you know, I don't, I don't work in the game industry at all. Yep. I don't have any ties to it. Um, you know, to bore people, I work in HR, so... Um, <laughs> really? You know, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. It's almost always stuff like that, where, like, the people who do the stuff on the side... Like, my main job has nothing to do with video games at all, but, like, I was just in, like, Sony Santa Monica. So, like, stuff like that is... It's always the main job is, I don't know, HR, or, like, I'm a software tester for iPhone apps. So, it's, I do completely boring work in real life. Um, I do consulting for HR, uh, HR consulting for a lot of big companies. Um, but... Kind of how I got to where I am now. Um, I used to, you know, participate a lot in online forums since you know they were a thing. Basically, you know, um, back in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, you know, I started out just, you know, hanging around GameFAQs. You know, <laughs> I'm sure you remember that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I used to hang around there and just. Um, that's when I just started getting, you know, having this love for just chatting about games with people that I didn't even know. Um, and then, you know, I found Gaff. Um, I've, I've been a part of Gaff for like six, seven years now, I think. Um, oh, wow. I know a lot of people that have been there for double that. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I'm like a, you know, veteran. But, um, you know, I I don't know what it is. You know, I just, games are my passion mm-hmm. um, more than anything. You know, people people always say, you know how people have that awkward, uh, you know, if you start a new, if you get a new job or it's a new day, you know, a new day in class, they're like, We'll go and go around the room and just you know tell me a little about yourself. Oh, yeah. 
each person, you know, and everyone always comes up with these, you know, uh, pretend, you know, oh, I'd like to travel, I'd like to, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever, yes, you know, but uh, I just, you know, games are my passion more than anything, more than movies, more than, you know, any outdoor activities, you know, I'm not saying I'm lazy, I do like to work out, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, more than anything, and um, I just, you know, I, I found Gaff, and I saw this group of people that are really hardcore in, in their love for games, too, and it could go both ways, you know, their their love and uh, disdain for, for games, <laughs> um, as everyone knows. Um, and, you know, ever since, I've just loved to uh, to hang out there and, and, and show my love for games, too, and I, I started out just kind of... Uh, you know, a lot of people are shy when they're on Gaff on the first time. They're like, man, I don't, you know, they don't like to post news or anything. I just kind of went out there. I'm like, man, you know, if I found something neat or interesting, I wanted people to hear, I'll just post it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it'll get to the point where some people <laughs> were tech, were, were, you know, they were replying to me on Gaff, you know, like, hey, Shinobi, do you ever sleep? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I sleep, man. You know, I just, I'm sorry. You know, I just, I love games. It's I just, just not when there's news to talk about. When there's news, right. There's, there's news. Man, there's you wake news. up and you're like, I need to go on yes. Gaff right now. Yes, dude, dude, some of the first things, like, I would wake up for work, you know, um, I would wake up, you know, wash my face, brush my teeth, and I'd be checking gaff, you know, while I'm brushing my teeth, oh. and just, you know, I just love games so much, so, what happened, um, you know, that was uh, a few years back, yeah. I was kind of like the news guy, is what, you know, I kind of unofficially became the news guy on NeoGaff, um, so a lot of people, you know, um, they said when they would come on to Gaff, they would look for my post. But anyway, it was – so after that, because of my positivity, I guess yeah. – um, I'm not I'm not tooting my own horn here, but you know, just <laughs> like because of my positivity and how much I love games, I never really cared about, you know, bashing games in any way or just showing my disdain for, for you know, a game. Because to me, I don't care about wasting my time talking about why this game sucks or what, you know – um, you know, why this developer is terrible or, you know, it just, I like to talk about things I like and things I enjoy. So I would always post positive things and I didn't have like an agenda or anything, you know, not like, so, well, and like, here's the fascinating thing where like, so a lot on this podcast, I talk about games criticism and I think, you know, reviewers right. and critics need to, you know, challenge mm -hmm. what games are, talk about them in different ways, not just follow a simple narrative, but you're not, right. you're not a journalist. You're not. Uh, a developer, you are someone who, like you said, like when you get back, when you're in a college class and they're like, hey, what's the coolest thing you did over the summer? And you're like, man, I beat Final Fantasy VII for the ninth time. Like that's exactly. the kind of thing that you're passionate about. So do you get exactly. sick of people? And I see a lot on Twitter who get upset at you for being positive. I mean, they do. Why they do. do you think that people take umbrage with you speaking positively about games when like, you're a fan, you're not paid to critique right. games, you're not getting paid to talk positively about games. It's just how you feel. Right. And you know, honestly, some people have got have told me, you know, how much are is so and so paying you? And I'm like, hey, come on, um, you know, I just love I just love talking about these things. I mean, no one's paying me, but uh, so strange. I don't I don't know what it is about people. Um, I think I, I can't get into people. I can't speak for anyone, but mm. I don't know. There's just this this. Um, Phenomena, not phenomena, but you know, I don't know what kind of word you want to call it, but it's just a large contingency of people on the internet. You know, when you're when you're anonymous, it's just easier to be angry at things than oh, to be yeah. happy about things, I guess. Um, being being negative and 
and showing your you know look there's construct there's constructive criticism i'm not saying there's not i i constructively criticize things i don't like too i mean there's my even my favorite games i'll say yeah there's this and this i don't like yeah. about it and there's this and this i wish was better you know there's not no problem with that but for uh you know i think when there's when you have a level of uh anonymity i guess it's easier to be negative about things um and uh you know i don't i don't uh you know, speak the way I do online because I want to counteract anybody or, you know, I feel like I want to tip the balance back in the mm-hmm. favor or anything. You know, it's just, it's just, I, I love games and I I just love talking about what I, what I love about them. Um, yeah. You know, I just, and, and part of that comes from, because I've gotten so close to uh, many developers, many, many developers. Um, and I've, gotten on a first name basis with them and you know uh, they become my friends basically um with within a lot of studios and i know what kind of i know what kind of hard work they do to to make these games and i know that there's behind every game that there's a person you know there are people there and you know they're normal people yeah they they work every day sometimes they work 10 12 14 16 hour shifts and they're just you know they're pouring their heart and soul into these games, and I'm not saying that um, that's an excuse that you know if a game isn't made well that oh you know it's an excuse to brush off because you know just these hard workers you know they, they work hard in these games and yeah. you know we shouldn't shouldn't critique them. I'm not saying that at all. Um, there's always uh, positive uh, criticism, but the way that some people just bash on on games and game developers, it's just you know, I don't understand it. Like, it, I mean, there there are a lot of games that people um, are such high quality, and, and and even if you're not into a game, right? You're not into what the game is about, what the premise of the game is, whatever it could be. Um, it doesn't mean that it's you know a piece of crap. People just say that you know automatically they just say that game was shitty. Yeah, you know, what a shitty game. And that's something um, that I think is really interesting to kind of explore because, like you mentioned, you're now at a point where you've gone from you know playing games when you were a kid and now knowing a lot of these people who right. you know to you and me are celebrities. Maybe just you know to people right. outside the industry not so much, but to you know you and right. I when we see these people, it's like oh my god, this guy made this, this guy made that, mm-hmm. um, and it's. It's fascinating because I, um, again, I, I reviewed games for years and years and years, and now I'm working for a studio, and that's it's it's an interesting transition because I know these people, mm-hmm. like you said, I know I know lives, I know their families, right. I know um, how much they put into yeah. for crunch for certain areas, like I, I know all these things, and of course, if I ever went back right. into games criticism, I feel like I could turn that off because, like you mentioned, like if right. someone had a few sleepless nights with you know during development. And the game is not good in the end. Like that shouldn't impact your score. If the game's not good, the game's not good. That should be your score. Right. But I mean, how right. do you manage that now? Like, what's it been like to get to know devs personally? Like, do you have a greater appreciation for games as a whole? Definitely, big time. Um, before I started talking to these developers, knowing you know how much work they put into these games, uh, how much time and effort. Um, you know, games were just games to me. I'll go into the store, I buy them. Um, you know, I play them for ten hours, and you know, if I didn't like it, I didn't like it. If I liked it, whatever, you know, yeah. so that was a good time. But it's like I, I I look at them differently now. I look at them as you know, works of art, uh, works of you know, a collaboration of a group of people that just come together and they put 
they're creative geniuses together and and they're and they're uh, you know it's it's just like it's like a conglomerate of just you know brains just smart brains coming together and and putting together this this you know work of art even if it's something you know just a quick example i didn't you know i didn't enjoy um you know what was the game last year uh Metal Gear Solid 5 you know yeah. um i'm a big Metal Gear fan i loved Metal Gear Solid uh, 1 through 4 i loved them Absolutely love them. Yeah. It's one of my favorite series of all time. Me too. I played five for about fifteen to twenty hours, and I kind of teetered off. I just got bored of it because I didn't like um, the change in design, you know, to the open world design and how the, the mission structure was changed. Um, the the scaled back narrative, uh, so to speak. Oh yeah, totally agree. So a lot of those things, a lot, yeah, a lot of those things were integral to what Metal Gear Solid was to me as a series. So I didn't enjoy those things, but I never went online and said, "Man, this game, what a shitty game!" You know, you know, um, no way this game deserves a nine out of ten. There's no way this game deserves a ten out of ten. You know, like some, a lot of people are saying, I don't care about this. Well, people can like what they like. They can value something as much as they want. If they think it's a ten out of ten, whatever, that's great, fantastic. Like, I, I have no qualms with that. But you know, I recognize how you know how much work went into this game. It's the quality of it. You know, it's a quality uh, experience. It just didn't mesh with me. And I didn't. You're one of the I, few people who can actually, in a measured way, look at stuff like that from the outside. Because you know, a lot of people, like you said, if they don't like something, they merely say like, "This is inherently bad." Instead of right. actually forming an opinion, yeah. explaining why, in my mind, this doesn't work. And that's what, like, that's that's good criticism. That's when you read a good review that clicks with you, which exactly. it's, it's looking at the game and saying what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And especially if you get to know that person, if you get to know that review and you understand their tastes, it makes sense, it blends, and it right. works for you. Exactly. And, you know, to kind of segue, um, that, in turn, is kind of... So, I kind of um speak like that publicly you know in public i kind of that's kind of how i give myself off you know that's my personality it's just how i am that's how i view games so that combined with you know how much uh, you know what the, what's the word i'm looking for i guess traction i was getting on gaff you know um and all the posts i would make i would make so many posts and just i made i made you know uh 10 year xbox anniversary appreciation posts you yeah. know and it was just a, a humongous like 10,000 word you know just a, thread of appreciation i did that for playstation you know i went through like the ps1 through ps4 i just you know it's just because i love them so much and i they're a part of my life um from when i was a kid so that coupled with you know how i view games i guess it sort of um attracted a lot of developers to me i guess you know like they took notice of me um and again i'm not i, I just hate to like sound like i'm bragging right no now. it's just how yeah, I'm just explaining the sequence of events and how how it happened. Um, they just took notice of me a lot, um, and like you said, you know, when you first started following me, I had a few thousand followers on Twitter, and it just it just snowballed from there. It was a domino effect. Um, the more I the more I spoke out, the more I gained followers, the more people were taking notice of me. Well, here was the and fascinating the part. And sorry to interrupt you really quickly. I think the fascinating no, part no. about it is a lot of people. <laughs> love games and get to know everything about the lore of those games, but they stop there and they don't go deeper to the actual development level. They don't right. understand who makes the games. Like the developers right. aren't really, you know, in the public eye as much as like some filmmakers and stuff like that. Like it's Definitely. you know developers and people say like, oh man, like I, I love Bioware. They couldn't name a single person who works at Bioware. Or man, like, oh, 
everything this studio does is great. And you're like, okay, but this was a different part of the studio. Who is actually leading it? So I think for you, it was much more of these devs enjoy what you do because you go deeper than that. You want to know who's making this stuff that you're in love with. I mean, when did you actually start meeting these devs? We talked about before how I saw a picture of you with some Bioware people. You're a massive (laughs) Mass Effect fan. Like, How did you kind of go from fan to insider to a certain extent? (laughs) Well, um, so yeah, it's kind of, um, you can kind of put two and two together. So um, because of, like we've just been talking about, because of how I see games and, and, and how, I, how I view them compared to you know, other people, it, it caught the eye of developers. So they started following me you know, slowly from every developer you can think of, you know, Ubisoft, Bethesda, Bioware, you know, EA, everybody, um, Naughty Dog. And they, some, some of them would reach out to me and they would say, hey, you know, I, I love what you're doing. I love, you know, I love the things you talk about. You know, keep it up. Things like that, right? Yeah. Um, other Others, I would reach out to them and say, hey, you know, thanks for following me. Or, you know, I love the work that you do. I know you worked on this and this and this game. And it would surprise them. You know, it's, they would say, oh, wow. You know, I didn't think – they would literally say, I didn't think anyone – you know, I didn't think you would you would know that stuff. And I said, I, I, said, I, I, I know more than you think. You know, yeah. I, I, you know – so, uh, over time, over a year or two, um, developers would just start sharing things with me. You know, I kind of earned their trust, so to speak. Um, so they started sharing intimate details with me, and, and I would never, I never signed any NDA or anything like that. Yeah. It's just um, they appreciated me. So, and I appreciate that back. You know, tenfold. Um, you know, it's, it's like I don't want to be hyperbol- hyperbolic but you know it's it was like an honor to me to just talk oh, yeah. to these people no it's uh-huh. again like for you and me it, it is yeah. and that 100 is like i work for the creator spec ops a lot and every day i wake up and i'm like right. that's a weird thing like that's a right. thing that like again people don't outside of the industry don't really mm-hmm. see as amazing but for me it's like you know like our art director did like modern warfare yeah. the original modern yeah. warfare and like our co-creative right. director created laura croft and there's like there's stuff like that that for me is just it's exactly. it's, it's exactly. we don't you take know? a lot of time in our lives to kind of step back and think about like man if i was a right. kid like and saw what i'm doing now i would just completely lose my shit right same here <laughs> so yeah i mean um so you know i would i would tell you know I'm the type of person that I would like, for example, you know, you'd say, oh, I know, you know, I, 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 I talked to the person, I love the person that animated, you know, this and this character in this game. I know the person that, you know, was in tr- was, you know, con- in control of the cinematography in this scene in this game, you know, and, and I would talk to these, these exact people that did these things. And I just grew an appreciation because they'll tell me how much work they put into them, how many, like, you know, how many times they go over it and just, it blew my mind. Yeah. And um, like I said, it's sad because I know a lot of people, like a lot of people in the public eye, you know, on on social media, they can't, they don't see these things. They don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So that completely changed my perspective. Um, so when people say, you know, um, you know, if, if if a developer shows a game off early, you know, um, you know, before before it's released, like a year before release or something, you know, and people say, um, oh my God, you know. The lip sync isn't even isn't even 100 correct on this scene, and um, you know, look look at the pop in in, in the corner of mm-hmm. this uh, you know video right here, something like that, you know. And to be you know fair enough that hey, this is what the this is what the developer showing us, you know. So this is what 
this is what we're seeing, so we can only judge what we see. Okay, that's fair enough. But at the same time, it's just you have to put everything into context, right? There's always context for everything, yeah. and um, that's how I see it. You know, I, you know, it's because it, people tell you know developers tell me, look, you know, we're not uh, we're not finished in the animation in this scene. You know, it's come together, and you know, those these things usually come in last. Blah blah blah, and it would open my eyes and be like, okay, you know, I, I'm not going to harp on it. You know, I know it's going to get fixed. I know they're going to work on it. So that's just, so I view things differently that way. So kind of to get back to where we were, um, so that's kind of just how I started growing and developers kept, just kept talking to me and, and appreciating my appreciation for their game. So that snowballed into things where developers would, some developers would show me trailers before they're like weeks before they were even public, yeah. or show me you know um, characters in the game before they're you know a year before they were shown, or anything like that. And um, for example, like you mentioned, you know, I met, I personally met um, a lot of the Bioware figureheads you know earlier this year. Um, you know, I was I was hanging out with uh, Jonathan Warner. He's the game director on um, on a new IP at Bioware. Uh-huh. I met with uh, at the same. Uh, meeting. I was with uh, Mac Walters, you know, a creative director um, for the Mass Effect series right now, and and especially uh, Aaron Flynn, who's oh, yeah. a general manager. Um, fantastic people. I mean, they're so nice um, and so easygoing, and you could just tell, um, you know, they're 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 regular human beings. You know, when I when I was sitting and hanging out with them, and and uh, you know, I'm allowed I'm allowed to say this. You know, that I. I was given permission a long time ago. I'm allowed to say this. You know, at, at that meeting, they showed me, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda footage. Oh, and, man. uh, you know, obviously not saying what it is, but yeah. they showed it to me, you know, and I was just blown away. It was the first time I, I saw it, you know, I saw gameplay. And, you know, they trusted me with that stuff. And I, from then, I, I didn't, I never said a word to anybody, I never publicly said anything. And it's, it's just like that, things like that, you know. So over time, that trust would just continue to grow and grow and grow to where I am now. So, um, you know, every day I, I hear things, I'm, I'm told things and, you know, I never say, and, or the things I do tease or say, you know, or, or tease about publicly, it's, it's, you know, with permission, yes. I guess is what you could say. No, I, I mean, um, I, I have gotten like tips and then said like, Hey, you can tease this with right. permission. Like there's a certain right. level of that and that there is that, that exactly. trust. And like, again, that's why, and I'm not someone who like, I'm not a part of the NeoGAF community and I don't visit it as regularly right. because I don't write news, right. but there's always been, uh, despite like some of NeoGAF's warts, I've always had an appreciation for the level of not just interest in games, but understanding mm-hmm. of the entire industry. People talking in a way where it wasn't like YouTube comment criticism on games. It was more right. measured, like understanding, like you said, the, maybe where they're at in development. Or if they had a point, there wasn't just this yelling at each other. Sometimes it was like smart discussion. I mean, especially exactly. post Here They Lies release, it was fascinating to see reddit and uh neogaf have the discussions about certain aspects of it that even if it was negative which you know i'm pretty good at taking criticism at this point in my life but mm-hmm. it was measured and interesting to read it was things where i'm like right. i could see this point or you know if the person didn't get it he's not saying this is inherently an awful thing it's explaining why yep. it didn't work for him and why this didn't exactly. happen you know and that, i appreciate that about yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 a lot of fun it's for me that's really interesting i mean for for you are there a lot of developers who sign up for neogaf and talk with the community like what can you explain kind of the entire community of neogaf and how people use it yeah i mean um so i'm not uh like i said you know i've been there for um about six or seven years i'm so gonna refer I, to you as the president of neogaf for this conversation you yeah, have authority. Yeah. yeah right um 
So, you know, Gaff, I, I don't know the full history of it because I joined kind of late, you know, back in 2010-ish, 2009, I think. Um, it was around since 2004, I believe, or even earlier than that. So I wasn't there from the heyday of it. But, um, you know, from my understanding is it it's kind of uh, unique in that it's one of the only, I don't know if it's one of the only independent forums that has, I mean, hundreds of thousands of members um and every day, I mean, there are thousands and thousands of people that are participating every day. And it's just this, it's this forum, you know, like the, the main page and the design of it is very plain, right? It's yeah, very, very plain. <laughs> so you'd think, you know, you'd be like, who, what's it, what is it, what is it about here that attracts people? I don't understand. There's nothing here, you know, it's just a plain page with, with topics and, you know, um, and it's just the people, it's just the, just the discussions that are there. Um, and I think back, uh, years and years back, I guess, I don't know exactly what attracted developers there, but, you know, hey, developers started participating, and um, it was kind of a back-and-forth conversation with, with people there, you know, uh, fans and stuff. And, uh, you know, I guess some people, even, you know, like Neil Druckmann, I've, I recall, and some other people, they, uh, David Jaffe and things like that, Corey Barlog, I've, I've seen them, like, uh, specifically, you know, give shout outs to Gaff and say like, Oh, I know they're not going to like this, right? Yeah, I know. I don't know what Gaff's thinking, you know, when I'm showing this, whatever. So, so developers notice Neo Gaff because of like, like we talked about earlier, the, the kind of measured, um, opinions that are there compared to other sites. So, um, do you ever, you know, I think, I think that's what facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, as someone who now associates himself with Neo Gaff, do you ever get frustrated when you see a lot of, not so measured opinions crop up because of course <laughs> you don't speak you're not the actual president of Yogaf. you do not speak no, for no. it but <laughs> as someone who associates with it do you ever get angry at like there's that like neo neo gaff like shit post oh. kind of twitter thing oh, do you ever look oh, at that and fun. be like oh god like they're gonna make me look terrible oh no i i don't i don't see i don't think that they're gonna make me look terrible because um <laughs> i've i've criticized a lot of posts on there uh myself you know publicly even on twitter i'm saying i can't believe that you know i, I would you know, post a link to a post and be like, you know, you got to be kidding me with this yeah. or something like that. You know, so you know, I don't think people associate me as like kind of leading, you know, Neo Gaff in any way. So to me, it's just, it's just, um, it's just one aspect of my daily life. I don't consider myself attached to it in any gotcha. like, you know, um, you know, uh, special way, I guess, or any kind of link. It's just, you know, as a forum like any other. Um, well, not like any other, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't consider myself uh, I don't get frustrated. I don't personally get frustrated when I see posts like that. I, I just I brush I look at them for a little bit and I say, oh, God, you know, I roll my eyes and I just move on. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to retweet those. There are some there's some dumb things coming out of that. Yeah, like that's one is. of my favorite Twitter accounts of just like Wow. Right. <laughs> like who actually thought like, no, this thought is is intelligent enough and I've thought this right. through thoroughly that I'm going to post this for all to judge. Like yes, it's yes, really it's amazing. Uh something else I've wondered. Have you ever yeah. considered again, with how much you are really in love with games, have you ever considered kind of mm-hmm. taking a lot of this passion, this understanding of the industry and actually try to turn it into a game job, which I know is, you know, easier said than done. Everyone who right growing up loved games wanted some way into the industry and a lot of people go into is, yeah. games writing yeah, or some other thing but like have you ever thought like man maybe mm-hmm. one day i could work at bioware or work somewhere like that like has that all, ever been on your radar all the time all the time um but you know as an adult also you know with the family and children and stuff um 
you know, obviously the real, the real world, uh, you know, gets in the way, but there's been plenty of times in the past, actually, I've sort of tried, um, right now, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, on, on the side thing, I'm, I'm trying to write my own science fiction book, uh, a little novel, um, kind of like a mini novel. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I've been getting feedback from that, you know, um, bouncing it off, you know, some journalists and developers and stuff. Um, it's still very early, but, um, you know, there's that. And previously, you know, given my, um, how out there I am on NeoGAF and the news I'll post and kind of like having my, my thumb on the pulse, you know, of, of the industry, I, what, there was once, um, I actually spoke with, um, you know, Adam Boys personally. Um, great dude. When he was at PlayStation, yeah, great dude. Uh, personally, you know, I spoke with him uh, when he was still at PlayStation um, to kind of move into some kind of you know community position, kind of, because mm-hmm. um, that was I didn't I don't have any experience in programming or, or art or you know any kind of design capacity, so that was part, kind of my only shot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I spoke with him. Um, and he was, you know, I, I forgot, it, it was a few years back, he got kind of busy with some things, and uh, we kind of teeter off, didn't, didn't really continue the conversation, but he, you know, we were serious at the time, so, you know, I was definitely, there were a lot of times where I was serious, I'd have, there, I wouldn't, there's nothing I would love more than, than to work at Bioware, my God, you know, be a dream come true, <laughs> I, would move, I would move to Canada for that, Yeah. Uh, no joke, um, but, you know, um, you know, life happens and, you know, I, I thank God, you know, I got a good job and, you know, I, I got a wife and kids and, you know, we're living happy here. Um, and, uh, I'm happy just having games in my life. So, yeah. you know, whatever happens in the future, it happens and, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. No, you, you never know. Like yeah. at this point, something crazy yeah. could happen and now might be a great time to move to Canada with everything going on. So maybe you should do that. Uh, yeah. Sort of Bioware. Um, so let's actually talk yeah. a little bit about the games this year, because uh, let's actually start a little negative, since we were kidding around that you're positive all the time. Uh, <laughs> you did mention Metal Gear Solid Five last year, something that didn't really connect with you. Uh, right. And for people who are listening, like we're getting, I'm getting really close to doing like Game of the Year Awards podcast, which will probably have the same group that I had last year, which is usually mm-hmm. like a three hour fun discussion about like, hey, here's our top ten games of the year. So for you. Was there anything that came out this year that you feel kind of fell flat? Maybe something you were looking forward to that just didn't click, similar to Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, gosh, you know, <laughs> I hate to say. Oh, know, here it is. No, I hate to say no. Absolutely nothing. Um, it's just, it's just the games that I do try. The games I pick up are games I'm really interested in. Yeah, and you do your research. So. Yeah, I, I, I just I I do a lot of research before I get a game, and I don't just go out and I watch a trailer and be like, you know, that looks cool. I'll pick it up. You know, I, I do a lot of research of you know the premise of a game and what how the game plays and how it looks and what's the story and you know um, you know things like that. So I know exactly the type of games I like. I know what I'm into. Um, so I rarely, I I honestly rarely pick up a game that I don't enjoy. Um, yeah. Well, Metal Gear Solid Five was one that that was because I had such a amazing time with you know, the other games in the series, and yeah. I didn't think the open world aspect of it was to that extent that I would not you know dislike it at that point. But you know, um, I guess I would say so far, 
maybe Quantum Break. Okay, um, I didn't get a chance to play that, and I really liked Alan Wake, but had not heard fantastic things about Qu- Quantum Break. Right, I loved Alan Wake. I love Remedy uh, overall. They're one of my favorite developers. I love Max Payne, mm-hmm. uh, Max Payne One Two, uh, incredible games. I love, yeah, I loved Alan Wake. Um, the premise of it, you know, um, you know, the writing, the acting, everything. It was, it was you know, great game. Yeah. Um, Quantum Break. I, I see. Here's the thing. So I enjoyed it. I still liked it. Um, overall, I enjoyed yeah. my time with it. I would recommend it to other people that are into those kind of games. I would still recommend it. Like, hey, you know, I still enjoy this game, but some aspects of it kind of fell flat for me. Um, I think the so it was it was very the the structure of it was very I don't know how to explain it. It was very rigid. Like there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of different avenues to. You know how to explain. It. Like, there's not of, a lot of wiggle room, and like that is a very linear game. And because there's right. that TV aspect to it, like you're you're going back yes. and forth between game and TV. So maybe it kind of almost feels like. And again, I haven't played yes. all the way through it, but almost and, like and, you're being led along. Right. I enjoy I enjoy the TV. I still like the TV aspect. Like I would, you know, whenever the an episode would come up, I would put my controller down. I'd be like, hey, this is enjoyable. I like watching this. Yeah. But um, I felt like there was too little game, kind of overall. Um, it, it, and it was pretty short. I think it was only about there was only about five chapters, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat was the combat was great. It was fantastic. It's just um, it, it started getting repetitive a little bit towards yeah. the end. There wasn't a lot of um, there wasn't a lot of new things introduced to the player. You know, as each chapter went along, and especially if you have a game that's short and you don't have a lot of right. combat uh, kind of diversity right. in that way, by the end of it, you can be like, you "Wait, wanna keep, what?" You want to keep engaging the player with new things, yeah. especially if it's short. Um, so, and then the, that that boss battle, the ending boss, was not fun at all. That is what um, I've heard. Uh, yeah, it's one of those games <laughs> yeah, still on my list to eventually try once it's like, right. "Hey, twenty bucks, just give I it a still, go." I would still, I would still recommend you to play. I'll still say you should at least experience it. Okay. I will um, do that. I yeah. promise. Before yeah. before this year is over, I will play Quantum Break. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go the exact opposite. What's something that you had no expectations before? Uh, before it actually came out, and then it came out, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Like like for me, let me. That was Doom. Like Doom well, was one of those games. Yeah, where I'm not. You know, I played games you know, all my life, but like I wasn't a big PC first person shooter guy. So like I never really got into Same Wolfenstein and and Doom mm-hmm. and uh, yeah stuff like that. Like Unreal. But it was one of those I just kept hearing, like, no, you just need to play this video game. Like, this is one of the most fast-paced, interesting, well-designed, right. like, campaigns out there. I've never touched the multiplayer on that game. Um, but I played that campaign and was just, like, just, I was in right. from, from the start. I was like, this is just fun. Like, this is the kind of, and I've talked about games like this where after a 10 or 12-hour day, turn your brain off and just have fun. Don't really worry about the story. Just yeah. see things yeah. explode. Like, that's Doom. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's um I 100% agree. Um you know, I played um I played a, I played Doom 3 um uh, back in, back on Xbox. I played the the first Doom. I I don't I don't even remember when I played that, but I I know I played a little bit of it. So I wasn't like this massive Doom fan. I I you know, I don't I'm not like a lot of people that say it, you know, it's the greatest shooter of all time. You know, I it was fine and you know, I didn't get into it as much as others, but yeah, I I started taking notice of of their uh, pre-release footage for doom and you know the things that they're putting out i'm like man this looks really good um so i you know i picked it up and started you know i kind of got red flags when they at first they said oh we're you know no, no reviews until it's out you know until launch i was like oh, oh yeah. yeah that's usually 
when yeah, they don't even send it out until launch. Like, because I understand yeah. certain things, like sometimes, but this it felt like I don't know right. the way that was going. I hadn't heard a lot of positive buzz beforehand, so I was like, I just I have no there, idea there, what this there is. Was that yeah, there was that, and then you know, Ed Software as a team went through a lot of kind of uh, you know messy times um, in the past several years. You know, because um, because uh, they. They re they redid um, Doom like they had they had a concept years ago that came out they had concept art and some like prototype footage and it was called Doom Four I think mm. um, and it didn't really look that great so they they had a lot of shuffling around um, for the team so there was a lot of things that were kind of making me iffy on it but you know like you you know when I played through it and you know each level each combat area the the visuals the the incredible music. Um, the 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 satisfying you know gunplay. Um, it just felt natural. The, it was one of those games that yeah, like, as man, soon as was, you're playing it, you're like, man, this just it feels like like dude, like, the, like like riding a bike again. Even if you hadn't played right, it in a while, you're just right. like, man, this just feels like second nature. Yeah, and in the game, it's not hard at all to feel like a badass. I mean, oh, you, you you can just. You know, any you can approach any combat scenario. Just whip out your shotgun and just start ro jumping around at the, you know such fast speeds. You know, and then the music kicks in, that guitar kicks in, and you're just like, man, I'm a I'm a damn badass right now. <laughs> you know, just blowing demons in the face. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Um, the game. So that definitely took me by, by surprise. But, um, and I think the game that I thoroughly enjoyed so much, and I knew I would. I knew I would. I had no doubts. Was definitely uh, Uncharted Four. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know Neil and Bruce, they're just geniuses when it comes to when it comes to uh, game directing. Um. I mean, I don't even know where I can start with it. everything from the visuals to to um, the pacing of it. A lot of people had problems. They said that they didn't like the the slow pace of it and didn't you know it didn't kick up until so and so point in the game. But I enjoyed the build up. Exactly. Me too. So. And that's that's another thing about how how I view games. Like, I don't I don't go into like a game having like expecting it. To, you know, this is how I want the game to play. You know, like I, I don't have the expectation when I go into a game. I go into a game just like I go into like a movie, right? You know, I I, I start a movie up. You know, if, if I'm watching it with my wife or everything, or in the theater, I start a movie and I say, all right, let me let me just go with it. Let me see what the movie's. Let, let me just go with the movie. You know? Yeah. And I just start watching, and. Towards the, you know when the movie's done, I, I just think you know, huh? You know like what I like about it, and I, I there's a lot of things I like about it, and it, you know that's just how I view games. Like I, I don't go into a game and say, you know, there has to be this ratio of combat to to you know you know walking and and chatting or whatever. I, it's just okay. This is what this is what the creators had in mind. This is what. This is how they want people to experience the game, and just I'm like I, I just go with it. I don't know how to explain it. You well, know, no, I just go I get with it. it. And it, you with, know, yeah, with Uncharted Four, it's it's interesting because like combat's not my favorite thing of Uncharted Four. I, I, I'm not okay. one of those. Like I don't hate it. I, I'm fine with the combat. It's just it's pretty basic. Right. Uh, right. My favorite parts of it are character interaction, uh, how yeah. they build the narrative, and exactly. visual splendor. Um, yes. And those three are so strongly on display, even when it's slow early on. That for me, it's right. like I understand. It's the need for like 
you need five minutes before something explodes. But I'm also kind of just like, I just kind of want to see what this is like. I want, I'm, I know this is the last go around with these characters, and I'm here yeah. to savor it. And there was definitely an aspect of that to Uncharted Four. Exactly, and that's what it is. It's just savoring every moment. You know, that's what I do with every game. I just savor every moment, even if there's like a forced. People would complain so much about forced walking sections. I'm like, I don't care. I just. If that's if if I have to if they force me to walk for a minute whatever I just I take in the scenery I listen to what the characters are saying you know that's just how this this how this particular sequence is going in the game whatever yeah. I, I don't I don't get upset it's just I enjoy it for what it is and um, Uncharted just Uncharted Four just blew me away for everything you said from the characters I love I've grown to love Nathan Drake and Sully and Elena so much. Since you know, since I first saw them in 2007, they they've kind of become like they feel, they feel like family. You know, I had After, the biggest so stupidest grin on my face during that last section. I'm not going to spoil exactly. Uncharted Four for everyone, but it it, it closes up it, in this way that like you know exactly. when you're approaching the end of a game, especially of a series, and you just expect oh something bad's going to happen. This person's going to get yes. shot. This person's going to yes. die. And uh, like uh, okay, small spoilers for Uncharted Forehead. If you haven't beaten it, don't yes. listen to this one part. Like mm-hmm. the fact that like it ended happily not exactly a word but yes. in that way where it 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 was true to the characters but it wasn't shock value for the sake of shock value like a walking dead yeah. sequence where someone dies just to pull your heartstring i just exactly. kind of walked away like you know what if there's never another uncharted game i'm totally fine with how this ended yes, i'm very happy exactly exactly uh, and uh, you know a, a lot of games there it's hard to do that with a game very you know? difficult. especially when you're a series of four to five games strong you know it's it's really hard to just cap off a series with a nice little button on top you know and just it was just perfect you know like you said from that ending sequence when you when you you know when you started it and i i knew you know kind of like you knew ahead of time oh okay once that sequence started so okay it looks like things are 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 great you know going great and um i I, like you i had such a big grin on my face i'm like i'm so happy right now um just seeing these characters you know it just it, it made me feel good inside because I've grown to love them so much, you know, they're like family. So it just ended perfectly for me. So it'll stick, it stuck in my mind a lot and it will stick with me for a long time. So yeah. I have no doubt, you know, we're in December now. So I don't think I'm going to, I haven't picked up Final Fantasy 15 yet. Um, I'm not the biggest JRPG guy, but I will pick it up because I still think it looks great. Yep. And um, I probably won't pick up The Last Guardian until, you know, maybe in the next month or something. So Man, I'm not I really just, I just don't know. Like, I'm such a huge Shadow of the Colossus guy. I think it's one of, like, yeah. the ten best games maybe of all time. Like, I right. ooh, I just don't know. I've seen a lot of that game um, pre-release. Yeah. I, I, I've, talked, I've, I've talked with some reviewers that, I've, that are playing it, and I've talked with some that have mock-reviewed it completely. They've beaten it. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. And, you know, overall, I think, I mean, it's been positive. The, the impression has been good. You know, basically, it amounts to, you know, if you like uh, uh, Ueda games, you're going to like it. Yeah. You know? So, I don't you know. know there's yeah, that. There's definitely something like, I think a lot of the scale of Shadow of the Colossus was just really breathtaking. And how. Definitely. Yeah. Here's the thing I'm worried about with um, The Last Guardian, where the puzzles in Shadow of the Colossus were giant mm-hmm. monsters you had to solve real time and it was like right. this dangerous puzzle where if you made a wrong move suddenly you're tumbling down from this beast that's a hundred feet tall and you're trying to conquer these things and now it seems like a lot of the puzzle solving is environmental in a way that looks interesting right. but maybe not as gripping and again i've not played this game 
Right. Yeah, and like I guess there's a certain. It's weird. I um I was uh, I have a, f- a friend. I was looking at some of the footage, and we were talking about it for a video for Zam. And uh, mm-hmm. I-, I think one of my main questions has been like, is this game boring? And I don't mean that in this awful negative way. I just mean compared to what Shadow of the Colossus was, is this kind of just more? I don't know, like lower scale, not as much going mm-hmm. on. These sort of puzzles different way. Uh, right. So that's a concern. I'm really excited to see it. I, I also I have Final Fantasy 15. I just got a code for that the other day. So mm-hmm. starting to play through that. I have like eight billion things to play. I got to stop playing Overwatch <laughs> is my right. issue. But um, right. Yeah, I'll be interested to talk in depth more about like I've played a lot more games this year on purpose because I don't uh, write about them anymore, which makes, means I have way more time. I, I can like exactly. worry about here they lie and then just play everything else. So it's been kind of the- nice in that way. Uh, yeah, I hear that a lot from from people that used to uh, write, you know, write about games. Oh, and, uh... it, it changes everything because before you're worried about deadlines, you're worried about like, well, I need to, you know, review NBA 2K15 in a week, so I need to put like yeah. 40 to 50 hours, 60 hours into this thing, and then put all my thoughts together and make sure I don't say anything stupid or miss any of these crucial details. And yeah, there's yeah. it's it's a whole different reality when you can just sit back and play Pokemon Sun on a Sunday yeah. for six hours in a row or whatever. It's um I and again I'll we'll make sure on this podcast to get more into the best games of the year really soon with the game of the year podcast. But I, I want to ask you, other than Mass Effect, because that'd be a cop out, uh <laughs> what's one of the most like anticipated games for you next year? Because so far I feel like We've had a lot of this lately, where a lot of the really cool stuff for the end of a year gets pushed to early next year. Um, yeah, and now we're in this point where, if you look at 2017, you're like, "Man, it's going to be a stacked deck. Like, there's a lot of stuff coming up. Like, is there anything yeah. non-Mass Effect related where you're like, I wish yes. I could play this directly right now, please?'" Oh hell yes! Um, the immediately what immediately jumps to my mind. So obviously, number one is Mass Effect. So like you said, I'm not going to say that. That's my top. You know, that's my, the love of my life uh, IP, you know. <laughs> um, I, really quick, but, just letting you know, I've never played a Mass Effect game, and I'm going to say that. Oh, like, uh, I know. I, it's, I'm, I know. We're, we're ending this. We're ending this. Like we should probably end this now. I played Dragon Age 1 and 2, yeah. and I have Inquisition. I haven't played through Inquisition yet. But I, yeah, oh, never played a Mass God. Effect game. Never played a Mass Effect game. <laughs> well, hopefully. Maybe I'll know, start you can here. That one. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, you should pick up Andromeda. Um, but yeah, right, right after that, right on its heels for me is Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, I'm all in. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it just looks phenomenal. I can't believe, you know, some of the things like I'm seeing, you know, with each trailer and each, you know, every every new footage, you know that this is this is a massive open world RPG and it looks this good. What? And it's the crazy part is like that's the Killzone, like that's Gorilla, like that's people who just right. made like and like I enjoy Killzone games, but they just made like the black and gray like Killzone right. kind of games, and suddenly it's like oh by the way, Lin- here's as far linear, away as possible. Linear first person shooter, you know, uh, to this massive open world RPG that has this extremely unique premise. I mean, come on, I've never seen anything like this in a game. Oh yeah, you know, humanity is. Um, you know, it's like post-apocalyptic thousands of years after humanity had this catastrophe, and then you got these mechanical robotic animals dinosaurs. and roaming. Yeah, and and people are mixing technology with like primitive tools and, and buildings and things like that. I mean, it's like who thought of this concept? It's incredible. It's cool. Um, and it looks so good. Combat looks hands-on impression from people that have played it at. You know, PSX and Gamescom, things like that. Like they've said, it plays beautifully. It plays as good as it looks. Um, you, you know, uh, Aloy looks like a fantastic, care, uh, you know, heroine. I love the look of her. Yep. Um, 
you know, every, uh, uh, just the environments are gorgeous. Um, and, you know, I have, you know, I have some contacts, you know, in Sony and they're, they, you know, they tell me that this is like, this is genuine, that this is the most impressive thing that the higher ups at Sony, you know, have seen in a long time from their first party studios. They are really excited about it, you know, to get it out there. They're like they're super impressed. That's what that's what I'm hearing. You and, know? and we've just hit that stride <laughs> yeah. with PS4, where it's been out long enough, where we're out of like launch window games, and we're just hitting that like people are officially comfortable with what it can do, yes. and we should start really seeing games that are like, oh damn, like not only does it yeah, have yes. this amazing visual fidelity, it's it, it feels like it has this level of comfort with what the PS4 yeah. can do. It's God of War, man. God of War. I was oh again, I was just at Sony Santa Monica, so I yeah, yeah. it's uh I know yeah, I imagine that you, you was uh it's, saw it in person, man. It I is bet. it's a cool thing to it, it was surreal to to walk through that place and, and see that, you know, of course I can't talk about anything, but like yeah, right. it was that was really amazing. It's, you can tell like you said, you can tell these developers have hit their stride and they're real comfortable with the system and uh, you know, a lot it's just hard when you see these things like when they first unveiled Horizon Zero Dawn, when they first showed off God of War, all that gameplay, that just how good everything looked. Uncharted, long, you know, last year. Yeah. Um, I just look at them like this is where video games are now. You know, like this is incredible. It's fun. It's, it, the production value is just, and it's so, and it's fun at the same time. It's not all just hot air. It plays all these games play so nice and. It's just games. The games are in a good spot right now, man. I'm, and I'm can be happier. So yeah, and I. That's a good. I think that's a good way to actually end this because yeah, games are in a good spot. Like it's, it's things yes. are fun. It's 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 good to be a fan. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun to be a critic. It's fun to be a writer. It's uh, it's and again yeah. for me, it's been fun to actually you know see how the sausage is made, uh, see these things behind scenes and like how these tools work and uh, yeah, it, this entire year has been kind of this new appreciation for you know this podcast yep. helped me you know talk to critics who are really interesting and talk to developers and uh, of course talk to people who actually make games at these studios and see how they're made so it's it's that's, been cool and it's, it's i am excited for what next year is going to bring uh so if people yeah. want to find what you're doing on neogaf or find you on twitter what is the best way to do that yeah so um obviously my uh, people might know me from my twitter handle shinobi602 so um you know just get, search for me on there um you know standard spelling shinobi then 602 and uh I also post on NeoGAF uh, quite often, so um, you know there's not really a special way to search for me on there. You can just uh, kind of Google me, you know, Shinobi because of two NeoGAF, and you know I'm sure a lot of things will pop up. So yeah, um, yeah. So you know that'll be me if you guys find me, and uh, feel free to follow me and hit me up, chat. I love talking about games. So make sure you let him know he's way too positive about games. He loves that. It's really right. exciting and fun to do. Just keep saying, like, right. please say something negative about Mass Effect. Yes. Are there any games you don't like? I'm like, yes. A lot of See, games. See, we I don't talked like. about like two that you said some positive things about, but you didn't love them. So right. now we're at a point where we can like we dispelled that. It's 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 How done now. Know. Uh, yeah, they... <laughs> uh, and also my quick promotion thing. Uh, it, First off, thanks everyone. Last two weeks have been some of the biggest episodes with Adam Boys and Tevis Thompson. So, uh, if you like this podcast, please go to iTunes, find the 1099, and give me like a mostly good review. You could say like, you know, this part sucks. That's fine. But like, mostly <laughs> give it a good review because those super help people find this podcast and listen to it more. And, you know, it's, it's fun to let it grow and see where this thing can go so uh positive you guys positive. yeah see you're just like the leader <laughs> of positivity uh, shinobi thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it it's it's always fun to talk to people who 
you know, either make games, write about games, or just love games in general on, especially people on NeoGAF, because I finally understand more about NeoGAF. So uh, I really, really appreciate it. And I'll let you go uh, take care of your kids, because that seems pretty important. Yes, it is. <laughs> just a bit. It was right. my, it was my, my pleasure, Josiah. Thanks for having me. No thank problem you. at all. Uh, and thanks again. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you tune back in for the next episode of the 1099.